Oh boy, what an episode of Monday Night Raw tonight. It didn't insult our intelligence. Ladies and gentlemen, tap in to the Wrestling Takeover podcast. This will be your official Monday Night Raw in-depth review and analysis. Enjoy the podcast. Welcome to... You're listening to the Wrestling Takeover. What is your name? With your host, Jordan Turner, who's always going to keep it real. Come on, King. Inside and outside the ring. Let me make myself clear. He's got the band behind him, King. It's time to take over, King. Are you ready? He's all fired up now, King. Takeover. Let's go. What's happening, everybody? I'm back once again with another podcast episode right here on the Wrestling Takeover. I'm your host, Jordan Turner. Thank you guys for joining me for your official Monday Night Raw. Yes, Monday Night Raw official in-depth review and analysis. I told you guys, once Triple H takes in charge, he takes over. I will be back to weekly coverage of Monday Night Raw. And I'm here today. This was a good episode of Monday Night Raw. This was a good episode of Monday Night Raw, ladies and gentlemen. The new era of Triple H is felt. You feel that change is really upon us. And I want to let each and every one of you guys know right now, the change is going to take some time. I just want to make sure everybody is fully aware of that. It's going to take time. All right. So I just want to let you guys know that right now. But I seen social media. Uh, you guys can follow me on social media, Instagram at the Wrestling Takeover, and on Twitter at JT Takeover. Speaking of Twitter, a lot of people were so positive tonight with Monday Night Raw. It's actually a great thing to see the community come together and support the WWE, and especially when it's all positive and not really anything negative. So that is actually a pretty cool thing to see. We're going to kick things off immediately as the show opened Monday Night Raw did with Becky Lynch making her entrance. She was uh, in an arm sling. Uh, She popped her shoulder on SummerSlam. So it looks like she's going to be out for a very long time. I'll get to that when I get to it. She gets on the mic and welcomes us to the big time and says that she gives it all her all everything she does each and every time she steps foot in the ring. She talked about hitting rock bottom and not knowing when she was when she lost the title. But at SummerSlam, she reminded who the hell she is. And it ain't no fancy clothes or consistent need for glory or validation. It's in the persistence. Let me continue. When she separated her shoulder at SummerSlam, she knew she could either give up or give it everything she has. She fought through 20 of the most painful moments in her career and has painful uh, and pain tolerance as it wasn't as painful as the realization that she had not become so separated from reality. This was such a babyface promo by Becky. I loved it. She continued when she the reference counted the three. She knew she'd given her best, but it wasn't good enough on that night. And she was reminded that she isn't definitely By one match, she defines the match. And so too with titles, she won't be defined by any man. She defines the man. And so we start a new era and a new comeback story, and it starts now. But first, she wants to give credit to the woman who pushed her every week for the last year and to be the best she could be, and that is Bianca 
Belair, the current reigning Raw Women's Champion. Bianca Belair comes out. Crowd goes crazy for her. She says Becky Lynch doesn't define the man. She is the man. They embrace, and Becky Lynch tells her to hold on to that damn title, and she'll see her very, very soon. Bianca Belair gets on the microphone and says that there's a level of mutual respect between she and Becky now. That means something to her. She learns so much from her. She knows there's a target on her back, but she won't be caught slipping. And that's why she's still our Raw Women's Champion. She'll be ready for who's next. Rather, that's Bailey or her little friends. I want to comment before I continue. That Becky Lynch promo was great. It was a great promo by Becky Lynch. <laughs> Becky Lynch is returning back to the man persona. And... The reports of Vince McMahon not wanting to turn Becky Lynch back into a babyface. Fuck Vince McMahon. Fuck him. Okay? He doesn't know what he's doing anymore creatively. And that is just the reality of the situation and where we stand right now. Understand? So, in my opinion, Becky just works so much better as the man persona pretty much the female stone cold steve austin it fit her like a glove it was perfect the fans are now embracing her and i really cannot wait till we see the man persona return with becky lynch great promo by becky lynch so we cut backstage where bailey and her little friends dakota kai and eel sky are beating becky lynch down they uh, penalize her injured arm. Bianca rushes back to find her and tries to figure out where they went, but nobody knows. I love this attack. This was great. And Bailey Eo Sky, aka Eo Shirai. Um, I want to make this point because I've seen people ask me if I'm upset with Eo Shirai having her name changed. I'm really not. All right, that should be the worst of our worries and our least of our concerns. Eo Sky. Does not sound bad whatsoever. All right, Eo Shirai, that sounds great, but Eo Sky it has no premise at all. Like nobody really should be upset with that name change. She still has a theme song. Her theme song is one of the best in the game right now, no question. I love and adore Eo Shirai. I really do. So uh, they and Dakota Kai. You guys don't understand how happy I am to see Dakota Kai in WWE on the main roster. EO Sky as well. Uh, seeing them both on the main roster is great. And being mentored by Bailey, it's going to really establish Dakota Kai and EO Sky on the main roster. And that's great that they are being paired with Bailey. This attack was really good to write off Becky Lynch and get her off TV. Regarding Becky Lynch, I really believe now what I'm about to say is it might not be for a championship, but I would not put it past Triple H and the creative team to have it be for a world title at WrestleMania. I do believe we are going to get Becky Lynch versus Ronda Rousey in one of the main events at WrestleMania 39. I believe they might main event night one of WrestleMania. I might be wrong on that, but 
uh, they will definitely have a one-on-one match at WrestleMania 39. And I do believe it might be for a world title. I believe Ronda might get her SmackDown Women's title back. And she's going to hold it until WrestleMania 39, where she drops the title to Becky Lynch. Now, is that something that I would do? That is not what I would do, because quite frankly, they do not need a title match. They don't. The same people that are complaining that The Rock and Roman Reigns don't need a title, Becky Lynch and Ronda Rousey do not need a world championship. They have a built-in story there, and so that's that. So that's what I really wanted to talk about there before I moved on. So we actually seen the next segment there, video package, covering the history of the United States Championship, narrated by John Bradshaw Layfield, a.k.a. JBL. Um, there is a little uh, tournament, number one contenders tournament going on to eventually determine Bobby Lashley's new number one contender. And the winner of the tournament will qualify to challenge Bobby Lashley, I believe, in two weeks or next week. I might be wrong, but it's one of those two. This is perfect. Triple H, you are already seeing the change here with Triple H and it's with the United States Championship for years. I don't understand why Vince McMahon never cared about the mid-card championships. That is so disrespectful. The United States Championship should be a high priority on Monday Night Raw. It really should. It should give men more opportunities to people, right? And it hasn't. It's been a prop. No disrespect to Bobby Lashley. No disrespect to the previous champion. Austin Theory, but it's been a prop. That's the bottom line. That is a fact. And so we are seeing a video package narrated by JBL hyping up the importance and the prestige of the United States Championship. I really love it. I think this is a great thing. I really do. It's great. Um, so after that video package, we get a recap of Miz versus Logan Paul and a promo from Logan Paul's home earlier in the day about signing his full-length contract and being excited to make his appearance his next appearance coming up let me comment on that man um i really like logan paul in wwe i really do um he really loves the business and i'm a fan i love the business daily i'm trying to be in the business as a writer you guys know that whole spiel but logan paul he genuinely loves this. He's really good. And in my SummerSlam recap review, you guys can go check that out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and iHeartRadio, among other episodes of The Wrestling Takeover. Logan Paul, he really wants to be in the WWE. He really wants to be in this business. And for that, I can respect him for that. I really can. I think he's going to do real well in WWE. His appearances need to be brief. He only should appear on pay-per-views, Monday Night Raw, SmackDown, when it's important, when they have a great feud for him. If they don't, do not bring out Logan Paul. And that's what I think Triple H is going to do. You need to utilize Logan Paul to its full extent. And I think that's what we're going to get. And so I'm very excited for it. I really am. Logan Paul's going to kill it. He was easily the best celebrity to ever step foot in WWE. Bottom line. Next up, man, after that great 
uh, promo there from Logan Paul. We got AJ Styles versus Mustafa Ali versus The Miz for the United States Championship number one contenders tournament first round. This was a great triple threat match. Really great triple threat match. Had a good time watching this. You know, three good performers. I, I, Miz is an all right performer. Obviously, Mustafa Ali and AJ Styles, who's the phenomenal one. He's just different from that standpoint. But this match was really fun. I enjoyed it. So we're going to take it to the middle of the match here. We've seen Mustafa Ali right trading chops with the phenomenal one, AJ Styles, in the forms. AJ Styles rocks him with the big palm strike across the face. That looked pretty stiff. I don't know if Mustafa Ali earlier did a stiff shot when I was watching, but that forearm shot palm strike from Styles to Mustafa Ali looked real stiff because it actually gave Mustafa Ali a little mark on his face. So that was pretty crazy. Ali with the drop kick to Miz. Size stepped the charge. Roundhouse kick to Styles. Rolling Thunder countered with a Orushi Garoshi from Styles. Awesome move there. He landed an inverted TDT. Mustafa Ali rolls in and hits a neck breaker, but he can't get the pin on either guy as both men kicked out. Mustafa Ali up the top, 450. Nobody home. They missed clearly. Styles with the backbreaker and then a Pele kick to follow suit. Combination moves. I love it. On to Miz. AJ Styles takes Miz to the floor and beats him down, working his injured ribs. I love that this was a factor in the match. Storytelling at its finest. Love it. Ali out of nowhere with the top uh, into a tornado DDT from the top rope onto the floor, onto AJ Styles. That spot was really great. It was a great visual. So like I said, this match was very fun. Fun triple threat match. As Mustafa Ali, uh, we're going to come home now towards the end of the match. As Mustafa Ali is coming back inside full crushing finale, but Miz can't capitalize with his injured ribs, and Ali kicks out. Again, storytelling, the ribs was a big factor in here. I love it. Uh, taking Ali into the corner is Miz laying knees in up top. Ali with the 450 splash, but AJ catches him into midair in the clutch. And we've seen Styles clash. And that's the one, two, three as AJ Styles wins via pinfall with Styles Clash onto Mustafa Ali. This was a fun triple threat match. I really enjoyed it. So AJ Styles is moving on there. We get a recap of our opening segment. And uh, again, they recap there. Becky is shown in pain in the trainer's room asking for ice. Bailey, Dakota Kai, and EO Sky are interrupted backstage or interviewed, excuse me. And they tease uh, further uh, developments later tonight. I love this. And, and the control name with Bailey and EO Sky and Dakota Kite. It's so simple. It's so simple. Control. It's great. I love it. Next up, we've seen the Usos entered and get interviewed. They say SummerSlam was business as usual for the bloodline. And tonight, the Usos are going to beat the Mysterios again. Because they're the twos and the Usos are the ones. Recognize. Great promo by the Usos. Uh, these promos, man, really felt organic. They just felt like they were relaxed. And you really feel the juice that these performers that were wrestling tonight, they had that juice. And everybody that was cutting promos, they felt themselves. It's all about relaxation. Just relax. Triple H doing great work behind the scenes you gotta love it 
You know what you also got to love? Seth fucking Rollins. One of the best performers of this generation. One of the best performers on Monday Night Raw. No question. Undeniable. So he gets on the microphone and welcomes us to Monday Night Rollins. He talks about beating Matt Riddle up, such and getting interrupted by the Street Profits. He tells them that he doesn't want to share his spotlight with the biggest losers in WWE and says that they suck so much as a tag team that they should probably break up. Ooh. Uh-oh. And T's there. I see you, Triple H. I see you. I loved it. Great, great spot by Rollins there. Angelo Dawkins gets on the microphone and points out that they beat him to win the tag team titles once upon a time in Montez Ford as that Cody Rhodes beat him with one body bar by Montez Ford. Montez Ford was speaking nothing but facts. I love it. Love it. So after that comment, Rollins asks if they came out for a fight and says that he loved to stomp both their heads into the stage, but there's two of them and one of them, and that's not really fair. Good point, Rollins. Good point. They propose a singles match and call a referee down to officiate their rock, paper, scissors. Uh, Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins did to decide who faced Rollins. And Montez Ford's rushed at the ring, arm in arm with the referee. We on, baby. We on. We got Rollins versus Montez Ford. Let me tell you something. For the amount of time this got, this really showed that Montez Ford is going to be a big single star. He's in the ring with Rollins, one of the best of this generation, going toe-to-toe with him. What endorsement by Rollins. I know Rollins won, but what a big endorsement by Rollins to Montez Ford, man. You feel me? So this was fun. This was fun. I really enjoyed it. So we're going to take it to uh, the middle here. So we've seen a back-and-forth Montez fired up. Standing moonsault, running blockbuster, but nothing keeps Rollins down as Rollins was getting up at this point. Combination moves. I love it. So we've seen Rollins with an Instagram folding press for two, baseball super kick, and Montez Ford was able to kick out. After that, we've seen a blackout, duck rolling elbows, connects with the buckle bomb on the corner. Seth gets to the foot, on his foot, and he gets to the ropes. So he gets his foot on the bottom rope. Love it. Storytelling at its finest. Montez Ford becoming frustrated. This has been a whole theme of him over the past couple weeks. He's been getting frustrated, getting so, so close, and not getting the job done. Perfect. I really love this. So after Rollins got his foot up, um, we've seen catching uh, Montez Ford in the buckle bomb position buckle bombed falcon arrow follows up and again rollins got his foot on the bottom rope ford gets up but that uh knee strike to rollins explodes off rollins off the ropes and seth rollins wins via pinfall with the blackout post-match rollins wits a hit with another blackout but angelo dawkins makes the save he makes the save i'm surprised he made the save man that's his boy though you know what i mean so i love it but Montez Ford, man, you can see it. You can feel it. This man is not in the right frame of mind right now. He wants the gold so bad. He wants to be the top dog so bad that he's really becoming frustrated. The teases are there. Just pay attention to the show. 
And that's what I'm going to tell everybody right now. Triple H explains a lot of stuff. He doesn't leave things out like Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard do. Fuck them. Triple H is the man. That's it. Next up, we get a recap of our main event from Saturday with uh, Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar there. Next up, we get Alexa Bliss versus Asuka. Now, this match goes to a no contest. And you know what? I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. I really am. So, um, we're going to take it towards the end here. We've seen STL double knees, but a moonsault comes from empty, and Asuka takes Alexa Bliss out with the drop kick. Back and forth, but badly, uh, Dakota Kai and Eel Sky hit the ring, and the referee, uh, Han is forced down, and the match, again, like I said, goes to a no contest. Bailey takes out Bliss with the running knee. Uh, you know, we've seen Kai, uh, Dakota Kai, with the round-the-corner boot to Asuka, stacking Alexa Bliss next to her. Sky up the top, Eel Sky, and Dakota Kai passes her steel chair. Bianca Belair makes the save, and we see Bianca says that she doesn't care which one of them. She wants a match tonight, and Eel seems uh, to genocide that she wants to get in the match. I love it. I love it. This was perfect. This was easy. This was great. So, looks like we're getting Eel Sky versus Bianca Belair, and social media went completely bananas here. It's a great thing to see. So, after that, we come back from commercial, and we get a recap of you know what we saw in the ring with the ladies here. The ladies really feel like they have passion again. They have love for this business again, especially Alexa Bliss. Shout out to Alexa Bliss for actually having some balls and speaking up to Vince McMahon about your frustration. Triple H said, no, 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 no. I'm going to treat my women with respect. I'm going to treat my women's division with respect. Now, Triple H, what you have to do now is book the SmackDown women's division properly like you're doing with the Raw Women's Division. I know you got that, though. Next up, we got Chad Gable. He cuts a promo during his entrance about his brain. It's so big, it's twice the size of Texas, and he's going to win the United States Championship and put his country on his back and won't have to cheat to do it. So we got Chad Gable versus Dolph Ziggler versus Tommaso Ciampa for the United States Championship number one contenders tournament first round. This was awesome. This was a great match. This was good, man. This really was good. So we're going to take it to the end of the match. We've seen um, Tommaso Ciampa with a Frankensteiner of his own on Chad Gable, and he broke it up, and he got a two-count after that. Uh, in turn, Buckles jockeying for position. Tommaso Ciampa hits air raid crash. Gable breaks it up with the headbutt. Nice spot. Tommaso Ciampa, Chad Gable struggling out. A ripcord elbow from the slipknot, a psychopath knee, and that was blocked. And after that, we've seen chaos. Um, and we've seen Dolph Ziggler. He hits the zigzag on Gable, comes out with the German suplex. That comes a two count. Trading pins. Tommaso Ciampa with a front kick, upper holds, no deal. And then we see Dolph Ziggler with a super kick. Dolph Ziggler does some of the best super kicks in the business. He pulls him out for the pin. Uh, we see a knee strike from Tommaso Ciampa, backslide from Gable, only two. And at the end of the day, Tommaso Ciampa wins via pinfall with fairy tale ending on Chad Gable. 
Looks like we're getting a Tommaso Ciampa at AJ Styles in the main event. Let's go. So we get a recap of Edge's fall from the mountain of Mount Olympus and the return at SummerSlam to throw Ridge in Judgment Day's works. And that's what we got there. Judgment Day, the only best thing of Judgment Day. Keep it 100 with you guys. Is it Steam Song, the other side, by Alter Bridge. And that's it. Speaking of Alter Bridge, we have Edge. He makes his way out once again to Meta English. I love it. Edge has two of the best theme songs of all time. No, I'm not joking. Of all time. The two best theme songs of all time. So Edge makes his way out. He gets on the mic and admits that he's been a bit of an asshole these past couple months. <laughs> I love that he recognized that. I thought that was great. But now we all want and we know what he wants. He'll keep it real simple. That's great. As soon as he said that, I said, okay, this is going to be a quick promo. He created Judgment Day to help uh, underutilized talent reach full potential. Pass on some knowledge to Damian Priest and Rhea Ripley. Well, hold up. Uh, just let me stop you right there, brother. Your presidents. I loved it. I really did. I thought it was great. You know, it made sense. Your story made sense. It made purpose. You want to help underutilized talent like Rhea Ripley and Damian Priest get some direction. The problem is Vince McMahon's a fucking asshole and Bruce Pritchard, that motherfucker, man, wanting to create Judgment Day. This was actually being reported everywhere that Bruce Pritchard and Vince McMahon wanted Judgment Day to be the supernatural group. Are you joking? And Edge said, no, motherfucker, you're not doing that. We are not going to have Judgment Day be some goddamn supernatural uh, faction. It's not going to go down like that. And so they kicked them out, and that's what we got. So he continues and says, and he's going to be honest, it felt like they were just getting started, but apparently the first state of power clouded their judgment, no pun intended, and they learned everything that they could from Edge, but they were damn wrong. Now, to be fair, they pulled one over him with Finn Balor and put him on the shelf for a few months. But at SummerSlam, he put himself on the hell that they put him in and now they'll kill what he created. He's going to end Judgment Day. The Mysterios are interviewed backstage and then that's the next segment we had there. This was a great promo by Edge. Quick, simple, to the point. Not long, fucking 15, 20-minute promo. It was quick and to the point. I really hope that Triple H is out there listening to podcasters like myself, reading tweets that, you know, people like myself and others tweet out. I really want to get Edge versus Finn Balor at Clash at the Castle. So Triple H, I hope we get that. That's a fantasy book, and I'm very good at it. So let's get Finn Balor versus Edge at Clash at the Castle. I think that'd be a great undercard match for that event. Like I said, we got the Mysterios. They are interviewed backstage. Ray says Judgment Day are in their rear view and busy with Edge, and he knows that just how savage Edge can be. He can't thank Edge enough for his help at SummerSlam, averaging their pride. But tonight is about one thing, defeating the Usos 
and becoming the undisputed WWE Tag Team Champions. <laughs> the, the Mysterios becoming Tag Team Champions. Come on, man. Come on, Ray. You know that's not happening. <laughs> okay. Continuing on. Oh, that was funny. So, we've seen Bailey. Love Bailey. Dakota Kai. Love Dakota Kai. EO Sky. Love EO Sky. Love her, man. It's my favorite. So, they're interviewed in Gorilla. Actually, they showed Gorilla. That was funny. I liked it. Nice touch there. So, Bailey says everybody's talking about SummerSlam. And more to the point, everybody's talking about the three of them. Yes, we are, Bailey. We are happy to see you. We are happy to see Dakota Kai. We are happy to see EO Sky. You guys are great in this women's division. Pop it. Love it. You understand? It's great. So, yes, we are talking about you guys because we love y'all. So, she's talking about how everyone's talking about them. These idiots have been on a downgrade spiral since she left. She's talking about the women's vision. And they need a role model. So, she took it upon herself and got two of the very best. Oh, that's an understatement. That's a shoot by Bailey there. That is a shoot. Love it. Continuing on, they know how to play the game. Yeah. Yep, they know how to play the game. That is a fact. They know how to play the game. Shout out to Triple H. The King of Kings. And Triple H, we trust. So, talking about how they know how to play the game. And um, she continued and said that um, these idiots have been a downgrade in a downward spiral since she left and they needed a role model. So, she took it upon herself to bring them out and give them a role model. And... That's pretty much it. She ended it with saying we are in full control. Control is the name of their faction, their group. I fucking love it. Control. It's simple and delicate and to the point. Before I continue, I hope you guys have been enjoying this podcast of the Wrestling Takeover, your official Monday Night Raw review. And if you guys are very new to what I do, for those out there that are new, um, I do opinion pieces um, and I write articles on DiscussPW.com. If you guys haven't checked any of my articles out, please do. DiscussPW.com. If you are new to the podcast and what I bring to the table, I am one of the most creative people in the IWC. I fantasy book a lot of things, ranging from WWE and AEW. I do weekly reviews. Well, now I'm back to doing weekly reviews when regarding Monday Night Raw and Friday Night SmackDown. Of course, we got AEW Dynamite. I do it every week. And I also cover the latest news stories in the world of professional wrestling. So tap into the Wrestling Takeover on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and iHeartRadio. Also, follow me on social media, Twitter, JT Takeover, and on Instagram at The Wrestling Takeover. Continuing on. We come back from commercial, and we've seen Belair with a slam, throwing drop kicks left and right. Glam slam, reverse victory roll-up sets Belair in the ropes. 
for running knees, we see forearms with the wide lock headlock takedown into an arm trap chin lock uh, from Sky. Belair deadlifts her, but EO counters with a Russian leg sweep for two. EO is so effortless. She is so pretty, man, with her moves. It's insane. It really is great. So Belair hosses her up. Follow a slam. Grand slam follows up off the ropes. Handspring wound salt. I mean, typical moves by Bianca, but it's still great to see. Forearms Belair with a slam. Perking up from the top. But uh, we've seen Bailey and Dakota Kai are at ringside for the distraction. EO with the Soatai to cut her off. Climbing to join her. We've seen an avalanche. Frankensteiner for a two count. That was beautiful. What a beautiful move by a beautiful woman like Io Shirai, Io Sky. Great spot there. Now, people on social media over the past couple hours before Monday Night Raw even started, there were reports that Sasha Banks, Mercedes, and Naomi Trinity, Naomi, were rumored to be appearing on Monday Night Raw tonight. And we've seen this match announced in the segment and stuff with the women here. And they thought, you know, when we were seeing this play out, people on Twitter were saying, oh, we might actually see Naomi and Sasha Banks help out Bianca Belair. I'm here to tell you guys that that did not happen. So we've seen a small package for a two Bianca Belair hosted up into a deadlift vertical superplex and a backbreaker rack. Sky lands on her feet, low bridge. Puts Belair on the apron. After that, we've seen a hand, a right hand fighting on the apron. Belair going for a German suplex, but EO hangs on. Diving Frankensteiner got blocked. Belair swings her hard into the barricade. Good spot by Bella, uh, Belair there. We've seen Bianca Belair. She goes to throw her back in, but Bailey and Sky are blocking the way. And then here comes Asuka and Alexa Bliss. People were. Somewhat excited, but again, this crowd in Houston sucked. This crowd in Houston sucked. I know for a fact, though, they were expecting Sasha Banks and Naomi to come out. Social media would have went into blaze. A good way if they came out. They did not, and so i seen people on social media kind of disappointed. I'm not sure why they were disappointed. Yes, they could have been a good spot to reintroduce these women, but we don't really know what's going on. You know, even though the news is going around right now that they are coming back, we don't know when they're coming back. And so let's just take this face value. I didn't mind it at all that Alexa Bliss and Asuka came out. Now, there was a part of me that I thought Sasha Banks and Naomi were going to come out, but they didn't. And I'm just like, okay, I mean, that's fine. It's not a big problem. I don't hate Alexa Bliss. I actually like Alexa Bliss. I really do. I love Asuka. So I didn't mind it from my personal opinion. So after that, we've seen Asuka and Alexa Bliss, even the odds. The two trio scare off, and then we go to break. At the end of this match, it, it kind of ended in a no contest here. Um, we see Bailey trips Bianca up for Slock. Back elbow from Io. Duck the kick. Folded press. Uh, feet on the ropes, but Alexa knocks her down. Seconds up the apron. And the four women in the match charge, and we get a brawl with the referee throwing the match. I don't mind it. I don't mind it at all. This is going to be great. I love it. Now, Dakota Kai, EO Sky, Bailey. One of these women will be getting a shot at Bianca Belair, I think, at the end of the day. 
the women that will get the opportunity is going to be Bailey. They are going to continue this. Triple H and his team, the writing team, they are going to... I mean, I want to be on the writing team, especially with Triple H in charge. I would love to be on the creative team. I really would. Um, but either way, this is going to lead towards Bailey versus Bianca Belair. And I'm very excited for this. I love where this is going. I really do. And I'm a fan of it. I really am. No complaints here. And again, the women are having a great time. You know, the women, most importantly, more than anything, were very happy that Triple H was in charge. This is a great thing for women's wrestling in WWE. Tony Khan, you, uh, you better watch out, man. You better watch out. Just saying. So, we've seen road agents and referees sworn to pull them apart. And that's how it ended. I loved it. I thought it was great. Again, this crowd sucked tonight. This crowd sucked tonight. I don't like it. They kind of sucked the fun out of everything, to be honest with you. Next up, we see Midge's backstage giving Tommaso Ciampa a prep talk when an interview rolls up. Uh, Miz says that he had Logan Paul beat and the match was stolen from him by AJ Styles, blindsiding Tommaso Ciampa. And Miz says that he's going to mentor Tor uh, Ciampa to the United States Championship. And that's pretty much it. Um, I have a problem here. Uh, where is the psycho killer, Tommaso Ciampa? There were reports that Triple H is going to reintroduce that to Tommaso Ciampa, his character and theme song. Okay, uh, Triple H, you need to do that. Pronto, boss man. You know how people say boss man, Tony Khan? Yeah, boss man, Triple H. Paul Levesque, listen. Uh, you you got to get that real quick. We need the psycho killer. We need Tommaso Ciampa's real theme. And we need him to go on a run in the mid card on Monday Night Raw. We'll see. Well, I mean, he is in the mid card because he is challenging for the United States title. So. And he did beat AJ Styles. So. Tommaso Ciampa did defeat AJ Styles. This was a Fun, fun match. Wrestling, professional wrestling draws. I love it. So Booker T, Booker T, he came out. Standing ovation for Booker T. We love Booker T around here, even though his views and opinions sometimes are fucking embarrassing. Booker T, I respect Booker T. He's a legend. So he's on commentary for this match because he was a former United States champion. Looks like they're having former United States champions uh, narrate and probably be on commentary. I like it. So we've seen Styles lines up. This is towards the middle of the match. He lines up and AJ Styles, they're going back and forth, right? And he hits a Padamal that sends Tommaso Ciampa out the ring. We get back from commercial. AJ Rush off the ropes with the sliding form. Corner Lariat, fire carry. Hushi Garoshi, Beck's uh, face buster. Again, move after move after move. I love it. So after that face buster cover, two count, Tommaso Ciampa back in with kicks, Famouser, and he kicks out as well, AJ Styles. Knee pad down, Tommaso Ciampa lying in weight, Styles side slips, uh, lifting him, and Tommaso Ciampa uh, pretty much gets out of that move. And um, yeah, so, so far this was good. For the parts that we've seen. Action to the floor. Tommaso Ciampa throws him into the post. 
over the timekeeper's barricade. Referee, uh, he counts. Miss holding on uh, to AJ Styles. I, I just didn't like this part. I thought this wasn't good at all in my uh, personal opinion regarding Tommaso Ciampa here. And uh, especially the Miz, you know, attacking him. He puts his foot up and the action on the floor. Ciampa throws him into the post and over the timekeeper's barricade referee. Uh, he starts counting. And, and again, the Miz just gets involved. At the end of the day, Tommaso Ciampa wins via pinfall with Fairytale ending to become the new number one contender for the United States Championship. It will be Bobby Lashley. He is interviewed backstage. He says that he'll defend the title every week on Raw if he has to because he lives to do this. Ciampa earned a shot. He's a tough and hungry, and that makes him dangerous. But Lashley will beat anyone, anywhere, anytime. Last week, he humbled Austin Theory. Yes, he said Austin Theory, not Theory, Austin Theory. Triple H going back to changing names. I need Triple H to change Gunther back to Walter. All right, Dominic Dijakovic, I need his name back too. So we're getting Lashley and Tommaso Ciampa. It's going to be great. I cannot wait. And I'm very excited for that match. Main event was actually a tag team match. I'm pretty surprised. Oh, wait. No, I'm not. It's Triple H. This match was solid. This match was solid for what it was uh, for a main event for the tag team titles. The Usos ultimately win. Y'all know that. We all knew they were going to win. Uh, the Usos win via pinball uh, via 1D on Dominic Mysterio to retain the WWE Undisputed Tag Team titles. Post-match, Judgment Day runs down and attacks Mysterio's. Then we see Edge makes the save and clears the ring. And Paler on Finn Balor, but Rhea Ripley shoves Dominic into the way of the spear. And that's how Monday Night Raw closed. Ladies and gentlemen, this was great. I really enjoyed this episode of Monday Night Raw. We have great storylines looming with the women's division. The women's division really much is in a revamp. And um, again, Triple H needs to work on the SmackDown women's division. I wonder if we're going to get a new theme for the show, theme song, um, new fonts, a new logo for Monday Night Raw. We'll see when time rolls on. Um, I'm just wanting people to understand that it's going to take time for, you know, WWE to pretty much be great again. But you see the bits and pieces. And the one thing that I took away from today was that people that have not watched WWE in years were telling me. And we're on social media saying that they haven't watched since NXT. They haven't watched WWE. Or they haven't watched WWE since the Attitude Era. Or they don't watch WWE anymore because AEW has arrived. AEW. Uh, that's cool. They have so much faith in Triple H. And Triple H is a fan favorite right now. He really is. He has a lot of support from a lot of the wrestling fans in the community. And I feel Triple H, and we trust, we really do. We trust that man. We trust Stephanie McMahon. We trust the vision that they're trying to create. We're going to see what happens. But tonight was really enjoyable. We're seeing new stars slowly being created. We're just going to have to wait and see what happens at the end of the day. You know, with Judgment Day, they just really haven't been booked correctly. In my personal opinion, I think that... You know, faction really needs to be disbanded. 
but we'll see what happens there. The women's division is on fire right now. It's very exciting to be a fan of women's wrestling. We did not see Roman Reigns tonight. He's getting Drew McIntyre at Clash at the Castle. So that should be very exciting. Uh, speaking of Judgment Day, Edge versus Finn Balor, I would love to see happen. Becky Lynch will be out for a while. We'll see what happens, man. Maybe she wins the World Rumble. Maybe not. We don't know. We've seen an awesome match with Montez Ford and Seth Rollins. And Montez Ford is going to be in great hands in the singles division whenever that time comes. Seth Rollins needs to start getting wins right now. Start getting momentum to ultimately face Matt Riddle at Clash at the Castle. And I think that match is going to be great. At the end of the day, you know, WWE right now, slow and steady. Pick your poison. Take your time, Triple H. You're in no rush. People are watching WWE again because of you. So we'll see what happens. But I appreciate everybody that joined and that will be listening uh, tomorrow or during the week with the official Monday Night Raw review right here on the Wrestling Takeover. Thank you guys so much. I will see you guys this week for a brand new article that will be posted this week on DiscussPW.com. If there's any news and rumors during the week, I'll be right here on the podcast talking about it. Also, AEW review will be published to all uh, podcast platforms, excuse me, on uh, Wednesday. So look out for that. Also, you know, we have SmackDown as well. And I'm coming back with the Raw reviews. I'm coming back with the SmackDown reviews. Tonight's Monday Night Raw had a lot more positives than negatives. Really not a lot of negatives tonight on the show. I really enjoyed it. First Raw, Monday Night Raw, Triple H starting off with a bang. And WWE has a really great chance to be great again. We'll see what happens. I'll see you guys next time.